Support this show and all of the work in the Heartland Pod universe by going to heartlandpod.com and clicking the Patreon link to sign up. Membership starts at $1 per month and goes up from there with extra shows and special access at the higher levels. Heartlandpod.com, click the Patreon link, or just go to Patreon and search for the Heartland Pod. No matter the level you choose, your membership helps us create these independent shows as we work together to change the conversation. So it's the 50th episode. 50. 50th episode of We're Zola. 50! <laughs> but I mean, there's been a lot that we've talked about for mostly, as you said, like kids and education. Yes, and science. Science. Tiny bit of politics. Yeah, mostly, mostly like how that affects all of it. That's always right, the, the, of the course. whole point of the show. I don't see that. I, I see our children being at the forefront of everything like usual. <laughs> well, I think it's like one of those things that that's the lens that we approach everything through. For like, sure. We're not, for like, sure. Following the news relentlessly and trying to like keep up with most of the people's names that fade in and out of politics that I mean, I'm like after a while, I'm like, yeah, that was entertaining, I guess, but irrelevant. You know what I right. mean? Like irrelevantly entertaining. <laughs> Like, it had no dramatic effect on my family whatsoever in the long run, right? Right. But then there's, like, all the background stuff that goes on all the time, right, that I don't actually see. And then that's the stuff that finds itself underneath my roof. And then I'm, like, drove crazy, right? Driven, right? Like, just, I can't do it anymore. Yes. So, um, but, yeah, I want to kind of, like, just reflect on where we've come with this because looking back in the episodes... I realized that there is no episode three. Really? Yeah. Like, what, what, was I included back in episode one, or was I a part of that back then? No, because what so actually one happened, would say that it's your fault. It's always been all my okay, fault. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to point out I was not a part of it. I was not a part of this uh, missing number. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Hold on. So I think, <laughs> I think I was a part of that because I'm admitting this on the radio. Yes. But <laughs> radio is a podcast. Podcast. Same thing. <laughs> Sorry. So I do think I was a part of that because I did. Was it episode two? Was the was that the very first one I did with you? Yes, because it was. Well, it was the second episode. So yes, it was the very first one that you first did one me. I did with you. Right. I forgot. I did. I was, couldn't remember. Was Sean Diller, right? Right. And that was when we were positioning the Delta to possibly be more along the lines of like making sense of just the science in politics, which was like a science teacher trying to unpack a lot of what was going on in the world <laughs> with COVID <laughs> primarily. And water. I mean, we wanted to do a whole deep dive series oh, yeah, on water right. that was going to be like talking about how like climate change is really affecting all of these different things. And really it was like droughts and fires and water levels and like also pollution in water and wastewater that we're seeing, like all this kind of stuff. And it's still super relevant. Like water is still a huge aspect of everything that's going on. But we we're going to like do this series of deep dives into all these different aspects of water 
And the problem was is that every single time, like, I would come in and be like, um, yeah, so let's talk about science. And then we talk about science, like, currently in the news. But it started to grow into, like, this larger right, concepts. Right. Like, they just, they weren't, like, forever. It was just after a while, yes, this is the high school education that we either forget or gets underplayed that takes apart and breaks down the news as the science and the <laughs> politics. But at the very end of the day, you're like, yeah, that's, it's easier. It's, it's kind of like a lie. It's a tiny little lie, like lying to like the children of high school. Like we, we lie a little bit so they can get to the process. But after a while, you're like, yeah, I get it. Like, how mm-hmm. does that help? You know, I guess that's really what it was like, oh, I understand more of what's going on now, but how does that really help anybody? But yeah, you were yeah. on episode two. So responsibility is partly yours what because it was episode is? three that we missed. So like it yeah. was, Yeah. I'm gonna blame you. Actually, I'm gonna blame you. Okay, I I, I fully reject <laughs> the blame and push it back on you. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, okay. Red Queen hypothesis. Go ahead. Yes, that's what I. No, I don't even know if I said that, but thank you for that lovely lead-in. Yes. Uh, I do remember doing the Red Queen hypothesis and reading the the part of the book, yeah. and that was one of the first episodes that I did. It was the first episode I did with you specifically for the yeah. delta yeah it was just kind of playing around with with that kind of concept and uh yeah this is this is our 50th episode my name is nicholas linky we've been doing this for a while now and my lovely co-host are you the <laughs> are you the primary the host main, now? Contributor. <laughs> main no. contributor christina linky yeah and what do you do what do you i'll interview you now this is officially right you interview interviewed. me yeah, sure. oh okay okay so t- tell me a little bit about yourself what what do you do for a living I am a sign language interpreter. All right. Fair enough. I am also an assistant director now at uh, the university in, uh, oh my gosh, I was like, where is it? Very interesting. I'm on the spot. Please this, continue. This, uh, I don't usually do interviews. Normally, <laughs> I just sign what other people say. Uh, assistant director at the university in Washington. So, yeah. Washington, D.C. Sorry. There you go. And, and what are your other professional obligations outside of, you know, anything or Is what this, else do you do? Like, what else do you I do? I was going to, you said professional obligations. Yeah, but I mean, like, you can have professions that like, you know, dream professions. Oh, you mean I'm a writer? Sure. Go <laughs> ahead. Please tell me more. <laughs> so you and I wrote a little children's book. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have a couple other books that we've done and some in the works yeah so and then you also have written a book yeah and books with me Mm -hmm. i am the main contributor no i'm just kidding (laughs) so yeah we have quite a we have quite a many projects right we have the the families thing that we do we have this podcast that we keep going with and we also have written books we had that darman eldon book for the children's book that we did and actually the novel that i wrote was the one that actually got Adam and I, the host of the you know, main pod, together again, like talking yeah. again. Um, the, the malignant book was one of those things that he read and was like, oh, these are conversations that we've had for a long, long, long time. Yes. And we're still having them, and Nicholas is still thinking like this, and I'm getting into this. So that's kind of like how I got roped in at the very beginning with episode seven of the main podcast. Yeah. But then slowly but surely I was talked into and we kicked around these ideas as far as what the Delta would be. And then all of a sudden it was like, 
oh, is it going to be like that hourglass science where like now it's a modification of that show to make it like an educational small little piece out that's a tangent off of that and like so many different ideas about what it was actually going to be and I'm happy where it landed. Like it's just, you know, talking about the family and how that all intersects. But looking back on that, when we were finding our footing, right, we finally said like, okay, we're going to do this episode. Sean, I did it. And then (laughs) the second episode, you came on. I'm like, okay, Tina and I are going to talk about COVID-19 and, and we're going to compare it to like the Red Queen hypothesis and how we have to like evolutionary arms races and all this kind of stuff, building and all this stuff. I'm like, it's going super deep. And then there was a transitional state where I released episode, like three different episodes. We had episodes. this big idea. I had this big idea that was like, I'm going to talk about these three big aspects. There was going to be like this kind of philosophical context as far as breaking down <laughs> why science should be upheld even though it changes so frequently. Like, what is the purpose of science in a way? And it just so happens that we had another host that was leaving. So, like, there were three weeks that was, like, back-to-back yeah. me. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. And, like, I had a small little microphone that I had him let me borrow. We set it up on, uh, like, because it was it was the toilet paper crisis. Yes. COVID. Yes. <laughs> we had, like, the massive, like rolls of toilet 24 paper. rolls yeah. of toilet paper you're and like I, this you... looks like a great desk <laughs> for a like... microphone <laughs> yeah we're so, living large here people yep yeah. so that's how sean and i recorded some of the first episodes and one of the times like i was just sitting in the basement <laughs> and i was like oh man we got to get these done because like we need to we need to make sure we got these episodes and i felt personally responsible to make sure they got done and <laughs> really what it came down to being was that um i had three of them and I broke them up into sections and they were supposed to be episode three was supposed to be um, paradigms and then it was supposed to be pragmatism. Right. And then it was supposed to be prescriptive. So it's supposed to go through this transition of like, what is a paradigm? How does that relate to science? How does that change? How does that shift our lens? Why is it better to not analyze truth and be super worried about getting to the absolute answer and objective truth? And then at the very end, like, why, how do we utilize science? And when we talked about it, when we were posting it, like, episode three just disappeared. Like, it was a three part episode. Just... How many people do you think at this point they're are scrolling? Go, Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on. Pause. Unless I can scroll anyway. And then scroll back through and go, holy crap, there isn't a three. It's never been there. Wait, so this is technically episode 49, but it's 50. It's 50. (laughs) But yeah, so it's like the lost levels. So I was going to like just mention that and actually kind of talk about like why I still think that that is one of the most relevant conversations that I'm still dealing with as far as we go into the future of all of politics, but also... In looking at what I'm also writing as far as that Hollow Heartland series of essays that I'm posting. Right. And what Adam and I potentially are talking about doing with that in the future um, for even the the Heartland pod. So, um, yeah, just kind of looking at that. But I hope that you can weave in, like, the levity as far as, like, you know, the ridiculous real real. The fun stuff. The fun stuff. Am the, I, like, am not I the like, fun stuff? Yeah. Like the toilet paper rolls. Like, that's the We're important We're 50. <laughs> The real, real. So some of the things, the real, real yeah, mm-hmm. that go on in this house. I was just telling a friend, I cannot tell you how many times that Nicholas has come downstairs to the couch or pulled me out of the bed with a kid going, 
Christina, okay, we got to record. It's time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Give me food or a beer or something to entice me back down right, the stairs. Right, right. And I just remember one episode where I was talking like this and I was like, wow, I sound really drunk. Yeah. I just woken up. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's the real, real as far as time, right? Right. With children. I don't yeah. know how people get things done. No, I mean, I don't know how we get most of the things that we get done. Well, done, but normally like, we wait till 11, 1130, 12 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but the real the real thing is like looking at bedtimes around that, looking at other kind of activities that we have to like take take Bryson to take one dough. Right. We have three children. So like one's in take one dough. One is doing and just got done with soccer and another one's doing um, guitar, right? And another one's learning, like taking dance in certain other ways. And they're do doing acting and like we're trying to get them to do other sports, but it's really hard because we do go to Washington DC for an entire month to have you in interact with right. that camp. And like really what it comes down to being is that like, it's very hard to structure all that. And when you look at the political side of that and just keeping up with the politics, it really is this whole like, yeah, that's going to be irrelevant. Like that's <laughs> like I can laugh about that and that can be silly about that. And they're going to do some really silly things. But whenever it cracks back down to like seriousness, then it's going to be all silly. But like right now, it sounds like all this noise of politics. And I was comparing it earlier. It's like the kids being off break, <laughs> right? Like it's like. Here's school, here's school, here's school. And then the tests all happen, right? The election's over. And then it's like, we're going to go feral. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's always recess. That's a perfect way to describe our children and, and so during like, break. <laughs> but it's like, and we treat, as parents, you keep trying to put them into, not boxes again, but you're like, okay, school has a very structure, like lunch is here and this is here and this is here. And like, really that structure provides such a comfort for not only the kids, but for us, but like trying to superimpose that structure. Oh, it's your miserable. Like, you're like, we're, like, listen, we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to do this. I remember during COVID school, I was like, okay, we're going to be on a schedule. Mm -hmm. Also, while I was trying to figure out when they actually had breaks from their classes so right. that they could all go to lunch and recess together. Yep. The, it was miserable. Yeah. And I was in the basement with that, with those toilet paper rolls because upstairs and all <laughs> that was chaos. And I hid, hid downstairs away from the children. It's like, okay, I got to record this. I got 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't know how you did it with, uh, without all of the sounds just coming through that mic. I have no idea. It's just, it's miracles. And then we forgot one. It was about, <laughs> right. It was about a week or two into that. And I was like, hold on, Tina. They're in three different grades. Mm -hmm. They don't eat lunch at the same time. They don't have recess at the same time. This is miserable trying to right. herd these feral cats. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm not doing this to myself anymore. I'm, I was so excited. It took me about two weeks. I was like, screw this schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that that's kind of one of the things that I'm kind of thinking about politics right now is like there's so much stuff going on and sure like there's an indictment and there's a primary that's massive and like all this <laughs> stuff is going on and that's like it is a really good aspect as far as holding people accountable right evaluating like what is going on and not forgetting what's actually going to go on but in a larger sense like it really is just 
irrelevant entertainment. And you have to treat it that way, right? I mean, Absolutely. you kind of have to look at it because like through the through the thick of it all, there are really important details that are underlying sure. the surface. And then I mean, that's what we also try to get through for us. But like, what do you really look at? Like when you look at your news feed, right? At the very end, like you're like, okay, these are the articles that I'm going to read about. Like, what are you digesting? Because I know you will probably be looking at something like, oh yeah, like I, you know, I like, I like that this big national story is happening. You know what I mean? Because I right. want to be informed because like, I also have a personal investment, like justice should be served. Yes. But like at the very end of the day, when you look at it, be like, what are you really reading? Like, I mean, I honestly, I scroll through, I try not to read anything about when it says something, this star had a heartwarming message or reached out on Instagram. I don't read that stuff. Right. Uh, it, it pops up multiple times, like even the same story. The different. Algorithm, like, yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very frustrating. But if there's someone who like an actor or actress that I know that I watched in something that passed away or something, um, I read something yesterday or something this morning about somebody who an actor who passed away in a motorcycle accident. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I used to watch him, you know? Mm-hmm. So I clicked on that because I had, when I was younger, I had this personal investment in it. And like you said, the national stories, I feel like that is going to affect us somehow. Right. You know, obviously with the indictment and all that stuff, that's obviously going to affect us. But I try to skip when you, through when the, you say I guess the BS. More like, more than likely, normally I scroll through really quick the news, see if there's any big stories that I need to catch up on. And then I look at like some kind of woodworking artwork. <laughs> Let's be real honest here. Like a Something poxy, that has like to do. Type of right. Like yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Crafty thing. <laughs> and I think that that's a fair, that's a fair point because like after a while, all of those national headlines like oversaturate and you're like, okay, I just need a break break. Like I need to look at some kind of word turning thing to be able to get from it. But like, you also dig into very local settings of information. Yes, yeah. I do. I do look at local stories. That's the one thing when it talks about the local news. But it's interesting because a lot of the local news, I don't see it. I mean, there's maybe one or two stories. And sometimes it's about football or mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or the college, local college or high schools or something like that. But I do try to stay as up to date on the local happenings and politics and all that yeah and that's what, honestly why i like being a part of this project in the heartland pod is because like i have the membership right i, I i'm a pod head membership as a creator so like all of the news feeds and the tailoring that kevin does and sean does and rachel yeah. does and adam does and they dump it onto the slack and also onto the mighty network and like all that kind of stuff and being a patreon member like i am that just by virtue of also being a producer of some of the content. But, like, really, that's where I get all of my news. Like, right. I don't have the time to go and dig through individual stories. Like, every once in a while, I'll find my, one of my own. And most of the time, it's, like, an educational thing that gets kicked down the road. You know what I mean? Like, somehow from somebody else. And, like, oh, but it's hyper-focused on rural education. So, yeah. like, I'm reading, like other reports and books and research articles, white papers, that kind of stuff. So like, I don't have time to sit there in front of the television and do what these other gentlemen and ladies didn't. And everybody does. Like, I can't do all that. 
and whenever like Jess Piper has something on or we have a new guest that comes on uh, like a, yeah. a let's have a chat all of that stuff just dumps it into my feed so that I don't have to keep up and <laughs> I just because I can't and it really points out but all of those things that come through are either comically poking fun like how silly something is that it even made a headline like this is the silliest For thing sure, that you yes. make a big deal about and it's like laugh 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 or it's like this is a real thing that's happening in our backyard and it's everywhere it's terrifying and, and yes. i think that that's that like if you want to know the truth like that's where we get our politics like that's yeah. where we actually end up getting a lot is from the other hosts of the entire heartland right pod. i feel like the majority of the stuff that i contribute are political songs whether it's poking fun at someone or pointing out some of the atrocities that some of these people are trying to push forward or whatever and i'm like hey check out this song it yeah. makes me politically charged and frustrated at all these people <laughs> yeah check it out <laughs> yeah some, sometimes adam will drop something and be like hey can you do this thing like can can you make a picture like just just a little meme or whatever and i'll kick back like the video and that kind of stuff but like I don't know how so like I'm Googling these people, <laughs> right, that are there that are running and I'm like, I don't know I do what this is. <laughs> like, like who is this person? Thank you for this update. Like, is this the right person? Like is this person can't possibly like, they're so old. Like why are they running? <laughs> like it's just those types of things. And like like you just some of these clips are so famous, but I've never seen them because like it is irrelevantly entertaining. Like it's just it's just that's all it is. But the thing is, is that when they push that back to me, that's my engagement, right? Like I do all the research so I can make, you know, the real housewives of DC, right? Like right. that's what it is. Or, right. or I look at anybody like Adam's like, hey, can you do this? I'm like, oh gosh, like now I got to research all this stuff to like not make it look ridiculous that I don't know what I'm talking about. But like, that's how we interact with politics because we have this source and it lets us be able to frame it in another way because our lens is very much one-sided and that's why we come at it this angle and then it's like flips like every single time you and i have a conversation it's like okay what is the spin on politics and it's never that hard like i always think like oh like how are we gonna weave in the politics and then i find out like oh this is exactly what it is like this is the comparison to my children being at school and managed by a bunch of people right that are trying to paint like an oh oh one zero on off binary system of ethics right this is how this works so we can move through get through the day without people having bloody noses and like all that like we don't <laughs> want that like we need to stop all this and we move forward and then later on when they're older they can figure out all the grays like it's fine but instead like whenever they go on summer break it's chaos and that's why I feel like we are now that we're looking at all the political field is like whenever some things are happening, it's all binary. Like you've got to drill it down. Like you've got to be like hard line. This is right. This is wrong. And it becomes the other side. It's like, well, blue is wrong. Red is wrong. Blue is wrong. like, that's all it is back and forth. Yeah. And they're calling each other out. But like right now, it's just like a mess. It's just like the feral. Like they just don't even care about anything. <laughs> And it's like they're running <laughs> rampant around the streets of the neighborhood with their bikes, you know, pulling off some like ridiculous Stranger Things stuff. You know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> at the very end of the day, you're like, why does any of this matter? Because you know that the, when they get back to school, when the race actually yeah. starts, they're going to be really, really bad. And at the very end, they're going to clean it all up and be like, I never said any of that. <laughs> I never know. What are you talking about? We're going to go like, just take yeah, your no. walkie talkie and walk down the street, yeah. play with your friends. 
and answer me in about 20 minutes when I check on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, he hurt my feelings. He said all these awful things. He called me this. But now, you know, he's my guy. You're like, he, she's my girl. You're like, <laughs> just like, okay, like, I guess we're back in school now. Like, they're in your class, so I guess you better be nice for a year. You know, it's just right. like this really silly stuff. And I feel like, but I look at them and be like, oh, our children behave just like politicians oh wait no politicians in this sense like the republican primary behaves just like my children on you know summer break so that that is the context that i can always like think about it so when i look at how that factors into science and i look at like the first instance of where i was saying how does science provide something for us when we were first positioning the delta test it is the science behind the politics. That was the uh, that was the initial idea. Right. Um, unwrapping it, unpacking it, um, breaking it down, breaking down the science behind the politics. I think that's how Sean positioned it. This is just a reminder that the Delta is a member of the Heartland Pod family of podcasts. Join us every other Wednesday as we grow this show into a reflection of our lives where family, school, life, science, and politics all converge. Check out some of our other shows, including the Heartland Pod, the Flyover View, High Country, and Let's Have a Chat. Also, you can check out some of our collection of family projects on GlassroomHive.com, like our family YouTube channel called Stink Finks, Nicholas's two-minute lectures on his Hourglass Science channel, and our published books, whether it be our children's book, Dharma and Eldon and the Sandwich, or our new adult fiction like the Muray series. Another way to be transparent about progressive lives in the Midwest, GlassroomHive.com. Now back to our show. Yeah, so the missing episode, right? Lost Levels. Yes. Episode three was this paradigm looking at whether or not there was absolute truth and how paradigms shift back and forth in science and how we have to release ourselves from some of the things that we like that we believed before that were hugely supported, wildly, like, you know, popularized. And then looking back on like, oh, the science doesn't communicate that anymore. I remember you talking to me about Pluto. Yeah, like, well, yeah, Pluto. Go ahead. Do you remember the conversation (laughs) when I said, I don't care what they say. I'm just going to say Pluto's a planet. That's what I was raised with. I'm just going to say it. I wasn't even thinking what I was saying. And you go, so you're not believing in science. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, <laughs> never and mind. It's, and it's a really good thing to kind of like point out that like, yeah, we let go of Pluto as a planet because new evidence came in and said, right. hey, if we define things this way, something that has not been defined before, all of a sudden we're going to keep getting new and new and new planets. Mm-hmm. And do is that the way that we really want to do things? Like, are these smaller rocks going to be classified in the same category as gas giants because they're literally gigantic, like Jupiter's massive. So, like, are we really going to, like, play this game? And when we look at that and how we define and explain things, that's the power of science is, like, changing it to explain things better. And it's not about getting at, like, absolute truth. And when we were talking about it, the the pandemic was going on, and people were like, well, I want to know the answer. Why can't science give me the answer? Why can't it be perfect? Like, why can't it just tell us the conclusion and be done? Like, why does it keep changing? And we were seeing it in real time. And it was excessively frustrating for me as a teacher. And going back on it, like, it was very pessimistic and very, like, threatening personally. Not only is my career, but, like, 
my like approach to the world, especially being like in the Midwest, like in the heartland and feeling that this kind of like cognitive threat, right? This intellectual, um, I didn't have residency where like, I didn't have, um, anybody that was like coming back to me and saying, Oh yes, this is exactly what it's like. Small town, small middle nowhere fighting, whatever it was. And not necessarily the kids, not necessarily the community. It was just this isolation in and of itself. So I saw that, but it was like, that was my career. That was my profession. That was what it was. It was like the heliocentric versus geocentric model of you know the solar system. They're like, yeah. oh, we're we were originally the Earth was the center of the universe, and now we know like no, like that's not the way it is. It's like flat earthing and all that kind of stuff. Like, this no longer fits the data. So we changed our minds. It's not about truth. It's not about objective reality. We have to kind of let that go. Yeah. And that's what that all was. But instead, like episode four just jumps in like pragmatism. Like, it's useful. And it was, like, one of those things, like, originally, it does this whole Yoshi thing, which is just a mirror of the Hourglass Science episode. And then we're supposed to transition into, you know, talking about how, you know, pragmatically what you use. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just using it, right? It's just using it um, to be able to survive. It's a survival guide. And then the uh, prescriptive one, it was, like, Science actually taking on the role of providing advice because it can't get out of the is-ought distinction. So, like, there's that whole, like, descriptive, right, predictive, and then prescriptive. So, whenever you have those three different words and you break them all down, it's like, I'm explaining what the world is. That's what science sticks to all the time. Like, I, this is the way something is. Okay. And then then you're like, what is it going to do? That's like the will. But then, like, Science never gives an odd. Like they don't weigh in on that binary system because they say safe. Like, like as long as they don't say anything, whether or not something's right or wrong mm. with ethics, I can get around the idea that it's like science doesn't do that. So that's not the game. And the problem is, is like science started to, like it really did start to during the pandemic. And we know that it's still kind of supposed to, because a lot mm. of the problems we face in like climate crisis, that's science. Like, we've ignored it for a very long time. It's telling us you ought to do this. <laughs> and the problem is, is like, we're like, no, no, it's just descriptive. It's just always been descriptive. It's going to predict what's happens, but that doesn't mean what we should do. It's like, no dude. Like if you want to survive as a Literally species, what you should you be doing have to do that. So it's useless. Like it's absolutely just a game. It's for entertainment. It is. It makes science right. Irrelevant. Entertaining. Yeah. Like whenever, the, whenever you do that, Whenever somebody goes and looks at a scientific discovery and it doesn't tell you kind of like what the next course of action is, why do I care? It's like you're playing a gambling game. Well, what, what does it look like? What's the probabilities of it turning out like that? Well, that was fun. Like, no. Like, we use science to be able to survive. That's what we're trying to do with the pandemic. That's hopefully what we start to really, really, really focus on with climate crisis. Be like, this is the odd. And we just get over it. We get over this distinction. So that's really the frustrating part of it. At the very end, is like, it needs to kind of be prescriptive. And so that lingered, and now it's part of that silencing science and the essays that took on from there. And where I think that, like, you know, talking to the kids last week, um, a few weeks ago during their graduation, is like, yeah, you you have to prove yourself wrong by actually doing something. The ought is prove yourself wrong. Like, do something so that you prove your hypothesis wrong. Because if you don't, 
then it's just like, well, that was cool. That was neat. Mm-hmm. I was right. Woohoo! Like, I was right. It was going to be as bad as it was. And it was. Like, so that's kind of my position. All done now. <laughs> but, like, I think that got lost. So I brought it back and writing about it for the Hollow Heartland stuff. But that's kind of, like, what this project, the pod and all that, has done for me. It's kind yeah. of, like, really helpful solidify those ideas and then be like, oh, politically, this is why this, why my job was always political. And at the very beginning of my attachment to the Hollow Heartland um, writings that I'm doing now was really what Heartland Pod was pulling me into the entire time of saying, like, you always thought that your career was supposed to be an ambassador of science by not weighing in on what the audience should be. And it was always my job. It was just that I never let myself frame it that way, which, you know, was a lot of the pain of being isolated. Like, you, you weren't able to do that. So that's kind of what I got out of. And I got friends back. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> but, you ended on a positive. But I, it's a positive like world. You. I know. It's great. I, I talked about the com- climate crisis. I'm like, oh, no, no. But do something about it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hope. Like, it's irrational, but do it. <laughs> anyway, what did you get out of this rational process of doing the pod? Like, where are you at now? So 50. because I am not. We're 50. I'm not a science teacher. Well, I guess yeah. neither are you. I'm an, but I'm enough of that still. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to go a different route and say something I've learned is I feel like I'm constantly struggling to find time to to do the Delta, to do the projects, all the things that I feel like I'm there's no way I have time for. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for e- these things either. And then, you know, it's part of this little, oh my gosh, all my friends, like, they're so driven and they've, they're doing this and they're doing this. And I'm like, I have no energy. Or tra- you pull me off the couch to record, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I think we published a book. Right. We're on our second the children's book anyway. We're on our second children's book. Coming on 2024. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Then, you know, you helped you edit your book that you came out with that in 2020 in the pandemic, which is when Dharma and Eldon came out. Then we published, I think, one or two books of the. We published like Malignant and then together we published both the Muray and the Addiction and Erosion. Yeah. In 2020, right? Yeah. Like it was all like back to back. Yeah. So all this time, I think. I'm not going to have any time. I'm not going to have any time. But we found the time somewhere. Yeah. You know, and we still get to go on trips and we still get to do these things with family and friends and friends. We got friends we got back, friends right? Back, yeah. We started doing things with friends and kind of taking time for each other and ourselves. And I don't know where we find it. I think if you can prove, here in science, you can prove anything, that there are more than <laughs> I'm shaking, shaking your my head. head. I just... uh, if you can, if you can figure out a way to make, figure out how we have more than 24 hours in a day. I think that's Don't where this sleep. extra time has come from. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You, one o'clock in the morning. You say, I was going to say, great. you say while well, it's around <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think that's very, very true. It's like looking at it and being, giving yourself grace that you are doing a ton. Right. And you are balancing it all. And the real real is, is that, Behind the scenes, everybody looks like 
they're keeping it together. You got it but, all together. Yeah, yeah, but really, it's just they posted the resin and wood turning video <laughs> to distract you from the awful the news cycle. The highlights real. Yeah, it's the highlights real, and that's kind of like what all of the other stuff is, and that's why that's kind of the real rules, like behind the curtains, like we're all just scraping by as parents trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I not let this invade so much underneath my roof that at the end of the day, I can walk out and go. Kids are enjoyable to a certain <laughs> degree. And we're still going to have a world for them to inherit. Like, like that's always the kind of thing that we walk away got hope. From. Yeah, we got hope. But, I mean, I think that that's kind of the thing. And then you look at back and you're like, oh, yeah, we've done all of these things. And when you reach out and find the right people, right, you find out, like, oh, I have a ton of time, actually, to do a bunch of stuff because part of what was missing was the motivation and the network of people that were like-minded enough yes. to motivate you to say, get involved. And these are the things that you have skills to do. These are the things you can do and participate. Like always participate in some way. Yes. And I mean, a wise man once said, right? There's nothing they feel more than participation. Yeah. That's an Adam, of course. Like, you know. yes. Pat on the back, sir, if you get this far. Um, anyway, 50 episodes. <laughs> We've done it. 50th episode. It. We have actually, 50. Which is actually the 49th episode. But nope. 50th? 50th it is. One more time for the... For the... We're 50! <laughs> the Delta is a Midnight Media production. Produced by Nicholas and Christina Linke. You can check out some of our family projects at glassroomhive.com including Stinkfinks, our family videos, Dharma and Eldon, our children's book, and our adult fiction, The Miore, about the Greek fates and philosophy, and the Hollow Heartland series to be completed by the end of the month. And we'll talk again another time.